0: Today on The Matt Wall Show, rioting raged in Philadelphia for a second night and spread to New York, D.C., elsewhere. As usual, the Democrat leaders of these cities did almost nothing to stop it. This is what you get from Democrats. They sit and watch while their cities burn. Also, the victim, quote-unquote, of the police shooting that sparked the riots has a lengthy criminal record, including a horrible crime that he committed against a woman. He's not the only BLM martyr in the last few months to have a history of abusing women. So why is it that BLM celebrates and canonizes men like this? And in our five headlines, an explosive Tucker Carlson interview with the the man blowing the whistle on Biden family corruption. And for our daily cancellation in perhaps my most deserved and necessary cancellation yet, I will be canceling dancing. All of that coming up. But first, you know, the fact is most people have a balance on their credit cards and they're paying a higher interest rate than they should be. And that's money that they're just throwing away. There's no reason for it. Get Lightstream instead. You can refinance your high interest credit card balances and save with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Rates start at 5.59% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. And the great thing is that the rate is fixed. So it'll never go up over the life of the loan. Plus, even better, there are no fees. Something else to keep in mind. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 and you can get your money as as soon as the day is you apply the day you apply it's that easy that simple that quick you've got to take advantage of this don't be like all the people that i've seen get hamstrung by debt preventing them from moving forward in their lives we've all seen this happen maybe it's happened to you so listen to this part my listeners can save even more with an, addi- an additional interest rate discount the only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com/walsh l i g h t s t r e a m.com/walsh Subject credit approval, rates range from 5.95% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Walsh for more information. Well, the resurgence of Black Lives Matter rioting continued last night, spreading from Philadelphia into New York. D.C. New York was the second city in as many nights to see cops run down by rampaging motorists. In Philadelphia, uh, chaos reigned across several city blocks as dozens of stores were ransacked. Everything from shoes to large appliances were hauled away by thieves. Looters even hit Chick-fil-A, carting off, I guess, fistfuls of ketchup packets and Chick-fil-A sauce and plastic forks. And this in spite of the fact that Dan Cathy, the CEO of Chick-fil-A, recently got got on his knees in front of an audience and shined a black man's shoes publicly in order to demonstrate his racial enlightenment. Yet they still looted his store. Just goes to show, once again, that you might as well retain your dignity because it will profit you nothing to forfeit forfeit it anyway. It's It's not going to accomplish what you hope it accomplishes. More tragically, some of the stores had only recently, in Philadelphia that had been looted, had only recently reopened after being decimated during the first round of rioting back in May. And now these business owners must rebuild all over again or else finally give up trying to do business in communities that will leap at the first opportunity to pillage their shelves and take food out of their children's mouths. In fact, let's play a quick uh, montage of some of the the action last night, if you missed it, just for your reference. Here it is.
1: Oh, get him, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I like.
0: So there it is, and, and such is life under a Democrat mayor and governor. Uh, indeed, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolfe has been relentless in pursuing and punishing dangerous degenerates who commit the crime of walking down the street without a mask, but is expectedly less determined to do anything at all about the looters currently terrorizing his most populous city, Speaking to reporters, Wolf, um, a man with the distinct aura of a henpecked substitute science teacher who can't control his class, had this to say. As everyone is uh, really sad uh, by the, the death of, of the victim. And, and I think uh, I uh, share in mourning with the, the family. Um, time that happens is a tragedy for whatever reason. Uh, and I think uh, we need to make sure that, that, that we um, uh, follow up, find out what happened. I uh, and my staff in, have been in constant communication since last night uh, with the folks in Philadelphia. Uh, and the hope is that that doesn't escalate into anything uh, more than, than the peaceful protests that, that uh, I think this kind of situation brings out. And the hope is that this doesn't escalate into anything more than peaceful protests that this kind of situation brings out. It doesn't escalate into anything more than peaceful protest. He made this statement, of course, Im- implying, stating that it's peaceful protest. He made the statement after rioters had already spent the previous night looting and burning, and at least one police officer had been sent to the hospital with broken bones. This apparently qualifies as peaceful protest. It's not, it's not clear what would need to happen in order to be considered an escalation in Tom Wolf's mind. Whatever it is, my guess is that the rioters would have to change their political affiliation and in many cases probably their skin color to earn a real rebuke from the governor of the once proud Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. This is what Democrats do though when you elect them to run your city or state. They simply sit back and they let it all burn, chiming in occasionally to offer words of encouragement to the people holding the matches. We've seen this same plot unfold over and over and over again from, from Philly to New York to Minneapolis to Kenosha to Seattle and so on. Democrat leaders will not enforce the law. In Portland, the police have been so thoroughly gelded that they're now reduced to tweeting desperate pleas to rioters, uh, the same rioters who've held their city hostage for half a year. Now they have to tweet at them to get them to stop. On Wednesday night, the Portland PD Twitter account sent out this message, very pitiful. It reads, uh, to those marching on North Denver Avenue, Please be mindful of those who live in this community. Do not engage in criminal behavior to include obstructing vehicular traffic and vandalizing private property. We ask you to encourage those who are engaged in criminal behavior to stop. Shockingly, this does not appear to have deterred a single lawbreaker. Uh, Perhaps the police department will have to pull out the big guns and start tweeting angry gifs at the anarchists next, I don't know. Now we could joke about this, of course, but the consequences of Democrat governance are not funny. They are predictable, and if you vote to elect these people to lead you, everything that happens next, all of the chaos and destruction that you had to know would come, is your fault, partly, and you deserve it. You quite literally asked for it. These are the the fruits of the trees you planted. The The only problem is that many others in your city or state who did not vote the same way Um, but found themselves outnumbered by these self-destructive and credulous people like you must also reap what you have sown. Now, one other thing um, related to the uh, Philadelphia situation that I I wanted to mention. More information has come to light about Walter Wallace Jr., who's the man who approached Philly police while brandishing a knife um, and whose seemingly justified death at their hands has ostensibly sparked the latest round of rioting. Now, as, uh, as local ABC affiliate in, in the city reports, Wallace was an aspiring rapper whose, quote, central themes in, the, in his music were guns and shooting people. We're also told that he rapped about social justice. It's, uh, it seems mysterious how someone can be fascinated with shooting people while being simultaneously concerned with social justice, but this is a, this is a needle that most rappers try unsuccessfully to thread. Now, Wallace has a, a lengthy... Rap sheet. Uh, He had a prior arrest for assaulting a police officer. It's not clear whether the the officers responding to the 911 call shortly before his death knew about that incident or not. But more noteworthy is his 2017 conviction for robbery and assault. Reportedly, that crime involved, quote, kicking down the door of another woman and putting a gun to her head. Now, if this sounds familiar, that's because George Floyd was convicted of doing almost exactly the same thing, except in his case, he forced his way into a woman's home and put a gun to her stomach rather than her head. So Wallace's actions um, are reminiscent of things we've already seen, including Jacob Blake, who allegedly broke into a woman's house, raped her, then stole her debit card in her vehicle. If you're keeping track at home, that makes three recent BLM martyrs with a history, in two cases confirmed, in one case very credibly alleged, of brutalizing and abusing women in unspeakable ways. We could also add to the list Ricardo Munoz, uh, who's the man shot by Lancaster police after charging at them with a knife. He had several previous convictions, the worst one being a recent spree where he stabbed four people, including a minor and a 22 year old woman. Though he did appear to be an equal opportunity felon uh, in fairness, stabbing men and women alike. Now, all of these men have been performatively mourned. The names of at least two of them and now probably three when Walter Wallace is added to it, have graced the helmets of NFL players. They've been memorialized as heroes of their community. Joe Biden infamously visited with the credibly accused rapist Jacob Blake's family and spoke with Blake himself on the phone um, and uh, complimented him afterwards. Last night, Biden tweeted out his heartbreak over the death of Wallace. And while we're implored to say the names of these men and celebrate their lives and weep over their deaths or injuries, in Blake's case, their female victims are erased from the discussion. Uh, Their names are not mentioned or allowed to be mentioned. Their suffering does not count. Nobody ever stops to ask how they must feel to see their abusers lauded in this way. Nobody asks for their perspective, and if they were to offer it, they'd be shouted down or worse. And we all know that. This is what BLM and the Democrat Party thinks of women who don't fit neatly into the script, don't cooperate with the program. Mostly, they think nothing of them. They don't acknowledge their existence. And we're expected to follow that lead, making the violent criminals into victims, but never speaking a word about the victims of the violent criminals. It is by this silence that the left crafts and maintains its narrative. So I say we should not be silent about it anymore. Let's get to our five headlines. You know, there are a lot of companies out there who don't share our values and uh, are working against us in the culture, even as we give them our money. They use our money partly to to work against us. That's why when we find companies who share the same values as us, I think we need to support them. And that's why I can't recommend highly enough uh, the pro-life phone company, Charity Mobile. Look, 5% of your monthly plan will go to the pro-life, pro-family charity of your choice. So you get to decide and your money's going to go there. Uh, hopefully you have other charitable endeavors that you do, but this is a really great thing to add to that. And uh, at the same time, while you're adding to your uh, charitable endeavors and supporting a, a great company, you're also getting a, a wonderful service. Uh, new account, new activations and eligible accounts get a free cell phone with free activation and free shipping. There's no contracts, there's no termination fees. Uh, there's a no risk with a 30-day guarantee, so they're not roping you into something you can't get out of. Uh, not that you would want to get out of it anyway. There's the live customer service based in the USA, and plus you've got the ability to, to block uh, use of cellular data, picture messages, text messages. So, you know, if you've got a kid with a phone, then you can protect them that way as well, which is really important. Free usage alerts, free apps to monitor your usage, to pay your bills, uh, much, much more. But again, this this for me goes back to uh, you know, we're helping to build a culture of life in America while supporting a pro-life company. And it's, it's a win. It's the classic win-win. You're, you're getting a good service, good product, uh, supporting a, a company that needs to be supported. So call Charity Mobile at one 474 or chat with them online at charitymobile.com. Okay. An explosive and important interview with Tony Bobulinski on Tucker Carlson last night. He's a former Hunter Biden uh, business associate who has now come out as a whistleblower exposing the corruption. He came out after the laptop story to confirm that the emails there are real. There was quite a lot uh, in this interview. We can't play all of it, obviously. But here's, I think, the headline. Uh, listen to this.
1: I'm thinking about the Biden family. Like, how are they doing this? I know Joe decided not to run in 2016 but what if he ran in the future aren't they taking political risk or headline risk and i remember looking at jim biden and saying how are you guys getting away with this like or aren't you concerned and he sort of he looked at me and he laughed a little bit and said uh, plausible deniability he said that out loud uh yes he said it directly to me one-on-one in a cabana at the peninsula hotel after about a you know, hour and a half, two hour meeting with me asking out of concern, how are you guys doing this? Aren't you concerned that you're going to put your brother's you know, future presidential campaign at risk? Um, you know, the Chinese, the stuff that you guys have been doing already in 2015 and 2016 around the world. And uh, I just can almost picture his face where he sort of chuckles and says, you know, plausible deniability. So he said this is a man who's been drafting off his brother's political career for almost 50 years. He said, to your face, essentially, we're, we're lying about it. Uh, uh, anyone uh, watching this interview can look up what plausible deniability means, yeah. and the uh, definition's very distinct.
0: Of course, you know, I call that the headline, but it's only the headline if you're an honest person who cares about what's really happening in the world, and you, you want to talk about actual news that matters, that, then, it's, then it's a headline. As far as our media is concerned... There was no headline from that interview because the interview never happened. Instead, I woke up this morning and, uh, you know, the, the headline that I saw the media talking about was Trump had a, a rally, I guess, in Omaha. And some people had trouble getting home from the rally because there was a problem with the shuttle buses. And so there were some people that were very cold outside trying to get back from the rally. And this is, a, this is, this is headline news, more than, more than what we just heard. Evidence of real corruption in the Biden family. No, people having trouble on a shuttle bus getting back from a Trump rally, which, by the way, is Trump's fault, because Donald Trump, as the president of the United States and the, and the presidential candidate, is supposed to be working out the logistics of getting people to and from. He's supposed to be the one on the phone, you know, calling the bus company. I'm sure that's what Joe Biden does, right? No, in fact, well, Joe Biden doesn't have to, as we move on to number two here, nice transition, because Joe Biden doesn't have to worry about bus buses to his rallies because he could fit everybody in his rally into like a Honda Accord. Um, here's a, he, he had a rally in Georgia, if you can even call it that. Here's the footage. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. I, am I supposed to be depressed when I see a, a politician's rally? Is that, is that the, the, the vibe that Joe Biden's going for? Because that's how I feel. And if he's going for that, he absolutely nails it, brilliantly. So you can take a look at this. There he is walking down the steps. There's the rally. Uh, you see all the people, they're in, they've are in. they got these circles painted on the ground, and they, they all stay in their circle. And there's a fire pit in the middle for some reason. Honestly, if I saw this without any context at all, I would assume that it's some weird cult thing. You must stay in the circle. The circle must not, not be breached. I would assume it's something like that. People of the circle, I would maybe I'd guess it would be the name of the cult. I don't know. And I I, I guess I wouldn't be too far off. Actually, in reality, it is a little bit of a weird cult thing. Now, people ask, you know, you see these things, and this is at all a lot of Biden's rallies where they got the circles, and everybody has to stay in the circle. And there's you know there's there's 14 people at the rally. They're all in their little circle. And the question is, why do you need the circles on the ground? You spread the chairs out. Why do you need to put circles around it? And uh, well, there's two reasons for it. Number one. This is this is virtue signaling. This is signaling. See, we are we are taking we are unlike Donald Trump. We're taking coronavirus very seriously. Look, we spray painted circles on the ground. That's how seriously we take it. But also, it's supposed to be an excuse for the low turnout. And what they're doing is they're advertising to anyone who sees it. They're saying, "You see, we could only fit so many people in the circles. We only had look, we only had 12 circles to go. Even though we spray painted them, we could have. But you know, we we had we only had enough spray paint for 12 circles. That's why there's only 12 people." There's, there's 6,000 other people that wanted him to come, but they couldn't. That's why they make the circles there. Okay, number three, Amy Coney Barrett has only been a Supreme Court justice for a day, but already she's generating controversy. Um, here's the headline in The Hill. Justice Amy Coney Barrett to use Supreme Court chambers formerly occupied by the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So she's going to be in RBG's chambers. And if you read comments on social media, a fair number of people are upset about this because of course it's horribly offensive for her to use the great RBG's chambers. How dare she? How dare she use, now I'm not really sure what she's supposed to do. they I assume they only have so many, like they've got one for each justice. So of course she's, what are they gonna do? Build her new chambers and then keep the mummified remains of RBG and her old, seal it, you know, like a, like a pyramid, Egyptian style. Is that, is that what they want? In fact, I I think unironically the left would expect that. Because we've also heard that um, not only has Amy Coney Barrett stolen uh, RBG's spot on the Supreme Court, now she steals her offices. She's also stolen initials. This is something you see a lot that when when we call Amy Coney Barrett ACB, we shouldn't do that because we only do that for RBG. RBG invented initials. No one had initials before her. How dare ACB steal those? What a leech. Appropriating. Um, number four, Pizza Hut is the latest fast food joint to end racism. So this is also pretty big news, I'd say. Um, you know, I think anytime racism is ended, I, I think it's something we should pay attention to. And racism is ended every single day by, by another corporation. And then it starts up again. And then so someone else has to come and end it again. So it's this constant, it's like a whack-a-mole sort of thing. But uh, here's the Daily Wire it says Pizza Hut has teamed up with a nonprofit social enterprise developing guidelines to, quote, correct implied and overt forms of bias and privilege in teaching methods and classroom materials. The 46 page training manual is advertised as an introduction to anti racist pedagogy, uh, pedagogy uh, guiding, guiding teachers who seek to increase their personal awareness on the subject. Leading experts in the anti bias slash anti racist field are said to have informed the content, which encourages educators to incorporate those visions into lesson plans. Okay, well, that's good. Um, Because when I think of Pizza Hut, the first thing I think is um, this is a company whose primary goal is to correct implied and overt, overt forms of bias and privilege. That's the first thing I think of when I think of Pizza Hut. And, you know, it might really be, because I certainly don't think of pizza for Pizza Hut. Um, I mean, if you, if, you like cart, if, if you like to have tomato sauce on, on, car, on, on cardboard with old cheese on top, if that's your thing, then Pizza Hut certainly is the way to go. All right, let's go to number five. And probably, we've done a lot of big stories, probably the biggest story of, you know, the year. Kim Kardashian turned 40. So happy birthday to her, even though I canceled birthdays. I'll make an exception. Kim Kardashian, she can have one because she's famous and rich and important. So obviously they are exceptions. Um, a lot of people are upset about her social media posts relating to her birthday. And this is what she posted. Let's go through this. So on Twitter, she says, 40 and feeling so humbled and blessed. This is not. A, there's not a single day that I take for granted, especially during these times when we are all reminded of the things that truly matter. And there she is posing with her, uh, with her friends. For my birthday party this year, I couldn't think of a better way to spend it than with some of my, the people who have helped shape me into the woman I am today. Before COVID, I don't think any of us truly appreciated what a simple luxury it was to be able to travel and be together with family and friends in a safe environment. After two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal just for a brief moment in time. Uh, We danced, rode bikes, swam near whales, kayaked, watched a movie on the beach, and so much more. I realize that for most people, this is something that is so far out of reach right now. So in moments like these, I am humbly reminded of how privileged my life is. I like how she says, this is so far out of reach right now. Like for most of us, it's, yeah, you know, I can't really swing the the two-week trip to the private island this year. Can't really do it. Uh, You know, I, I had to cut back on a few things. Had to cut out the private island trip. So I can keep three or four of my mansions. I was kind of had to choose. Um, now, a couple things here. Number one, this, a lot of this is my own personal health routine. Uh, you know, I, I dance and swim at the whales three times a week. It's just a normal fitness thing. I thought everybody did that. Number two, my only real problem when I see this is the bit about watching a movie on the beach. That seems like the kind of thing you do for the social media picture. Otherwise, why would you? I I can't think of a a worse place to watch. Obviously, the acoustics are are not good or non-existent. You're on the beach. you got the waves crashing. You're sitting in the sand. What's the advantage of watching a movie on the beach as opposed to just going into your house? I assume she has a house with a home theater, with with a really nice home theater system. So if I went to Kim Kardashian's birthday party, which I doubt I'd be invited, but if I was, I would attend. And she said we're going to watch a movie. I'd be excited thinking, oh, we're going to go watch it on a, you know, 100-foot whatever. And uh, then she said, oh, no, we're going to watch it on a TV on the beach. I'd be I'd be pretty upset about that. Most people, though, are upset, I guess, this, this post caused controversy because she's rich and she can do this and how dare she flaunt it. Um, that's not the part that upsets me personally. I, uh, you know, I tend to think if you're rich enough, if I was rich enough, I'd go on a private island too. So we can't blame her for that. Although we can blame her for celebrating a birthday in general because, as has been established, birthdays are canceled. All right, we're going to get to our, speaking of being, of canceling things, we're going to get to our daily cancellation in just a second. But before we do, you know, it's really important to hedge your investments with gold, but it's also expensive. Not as expensive as a private island, but still expensive for most of us who are not Kim Kardashian to just go out and buy gold. So here's something new. You know how the price of gold has been skyrocketing lately? Now there's a new way to buy gold through a company called Acre. Acre lets you subscribe to gold uh, gold bars for as little as 30 bucks a month. You pay each month and once your gold stash reaches the price of their gold bars, uh, they discreetly ship Acre Gold to your house and you know it's safe because acre is gonna take care of it, they're gonna send it to you. Now, there's not gonna be any big advertisement that it's gold, obviously you wouldn't want that. They, sh- they ship it directly to your house and with Acre taking physical delivery of your gold means that it's safe and you know you can, you can rely on that. Acre designs their gold in California, sources their gold from one of the largest mints in Switzerland. Acre provides industry-first packaging that looks and feels more expensive than other gold alternatives. Acre just recently introduced their new $100 per month subscription for their five gram gold bar, so you can also take advantage of that. Visit getacregold.com walsh and start investing in physical gold today. Make sure you go, uh, go to this URL and go now because is also giving away a gold bar. They're giving one away. So to qualify for the giveaway, tweet or post why you should be the recipient of a gold bar. Be very creative in your submission. Mention at get underscore acre and maybe you'll get a free one. But otherwise, still, go to getacregold.com Walsh and thank you to Acre Gold for supporting the show. Let's get to our daily cancellation. So this will be a short cancellation today only because I think it should be so self-explanatory that I hardly need to justify the cancellation. Well, I suppose I shouldn't have to justify any cancellation or anything else as a theocratic fascist dictator. My edicts must simply be implemented and obeyed It is not to question why, it is but to do and die. But in any case, today I am canceling dancing. Um, I have long been a fierce critic of dancing on the grounds that it is the devil's language. The bad guys in Footloose had it right all along, in my opinion. But this year in particular has made the matter of dancing unmistakably clear. The final straw for me with dancing was this video, which was posted this week. Watch.
1: We're on the rise it's Biden, time to rise, we're risin'. So when I say Joe, you say Biden. Joe! Biden! Joe! Biden! When I say Joe, you say Biden. Joe! Biden! Joe! Biden! He's a man who takes a stand for the family with a plan.
0: Now, if you're listening to the podcast, you you couldn't see the dancing, which is fortunate for you. But suffice it to say that the woman dancing to the Joe Biden song was dancing exactly as you would expect someone to dance to a Joe Biden song. And that's not really a criticism of her. There's only so much you can do with that kind of material. And if this was the only offense that dancing had committed this year, I might just cancel the Joe Biden song and leave dancing alone. But there is so much more. So, for example, Donald Trump, Okay, this is bi- bipartisan. Donald Trump in recent weeks has taken to dancing during his campaign rallies. And um, here's what that looks like.
1: It's fun to stay in
0: Now, he's of course dancing to the YMCA, which is maybe the one single dance that uncoordinated goofy dudes such as Donald Trump and myself can actually perform, though the transition from M to C is a bit tricky and I've twice dislocated my shoulder attempting it. But even so, uh, it's, it's about as easy as dancing gets. Yet Trump has elected, horrifyingly, to freestyle the YMCA and the results are, are tragic. And I fear that our enemies might watch that clip and conclude that they both can and must invade and enslave us. And I'm not sure I disagree. In fact, my greatest criticism of the Trump administration generally has been its dancing. Um, Remember Sean Spicer in Dancing with the Stars. Watch, Watch this again.
1: We will take you where you gotta go.
0: Nobody should have to see this. My son saw that clip and broke down in tears and said, Daddy, why did that man make a blouse out of a traffic safety vest and then have a seizure on stage while a woman twirled around him? And I said, Son, this is what happens when people dance. This, this again, is not a partisan issue. In fact, Carol Baskin, a woman famous for probably killing her husband, was on Dancing with the Stars this season, and the results were nearly as abominable. And we know about the dancing nurses who plague who plagued TikTok nearly uh, very early on in the pandemic, staging elaborate dance routines in the middle of the hospitals in order to convince us to take the virus seriously. So what more evidence do we need? And you know, aside from the 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 dancing-related atrocities that have been committed throughout history, and especially this past year, perhaps the more salient point is that dancing serves no discernible purpose. Even in the context of celebration or, or, uh, or, or recreation, I can't understand the point. Whenever we go to a wedding, my wife always asks why I don't go out on the, on the floor and dance. And I explain that the reception hall has chairs and tables and food and beer. Why would I dance when I can literally sit in a chair and drink and eat? It's like if I'm watching TV and you come in and ask, ask me why I'm not out in the rain standing on my head. Because there's, why would I? The alternative activity, which I'm currently engaged in, is preferable in every way and in every sense. That's why I actually kind of enjoyed it last year when I tore my Achilles and we had a wedding a few months later. One of my friends had a wedding we we went to. Nobody could expect me to dance. I had every excuse to sit on my fat ass, gorging myself like a self-respecting man. So here's what it comes down to. The average human spends 96 hours a year dancing, according to my estimates. Now, add up all the hours humanity has spent dancing just in the last decade, we're talking literally trillions of hours of it. Um, The vast majority, upwards of uh, 73%, again, by my estimates, being done by people who don't even have any rhythm. Now, some scientists have warned that if not for dancing, we would have already cured cancer, we would currently be colonizing Pluto, that's what dancing has gotten us. And I think it's time for us to move on from it and leave these primitive forms of expression and recreation on the ash heap of history, where they belong. And that's why dancing is now canceled. Not allowed to dance anymore. But you know, I, I think the majority of people who do dance only do it out of social pressure anyway. So I think you're probably more relieved than anything to hear that it's, it's canceled. I think dancing is one of those things that we've been doing as a species and nobody knows exactly why. And 90% of us hate it and wish that everyone would stop. Well, now it's stopped. You're welcome. And that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Godspeed. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review. Tell your friends to subscribe as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, Michael Knowles Show, and The Andrew Clavin Show. Thanks for listening. The Matt Wall Show is produced by Sean Hampton, executive producer Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producers are Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Our technical producer is Austin Stevens, edited by Danny D'Amico, and our audio is mixed by Robin Fenderson. The Matt Wall Show is a Daily Wire production, copyright Daily Wire 2020. A whistleblower exposes deep corruption in the Biden family. Can I change my vote trends on Google. And a wife becomes a lesbian to stay married to her transgender husband. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show.